are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The Bible says in Proverbs, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly. So it is the human spirit that God uses to enlighten us. And Adam received a revelation by the Spirit of God through his human spirit. But when the power charge left him, when he died spiritually, then God had to deal with him on a physical level, had to teach him how to clothe himself and how to manage. But now here's the point that I wanted us to see. It's like if you had a tape recorder. Many of you, you know, you can tell charismatics they got a tape recorder in one hand. But uh, if you had a radio, perfectly good radio here, and, you know, somebody came and took the batteries out of it and put in their tape recorder, and you came along and picked up the radio, and you turned it on, it didn't pick up anything. You'd shake it around, slap it, and say, the thing's dead. Well, you don't bury it because it's dead, do you? You could take it to a shop, and they'd say, well, you know, the thing checks out all right, just don't have any power charge in it. And if you put the batteries back in it, it'll work fine. Adam lost the power charge. Now, what we need to realize is that every person that is born of the Spirit of God, born again, has a measure of the Holy Spirit in them. But now don't confuse that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as in Acts 2.4. Certainly, if you are of Christ, you have the Spirit of Christ in you. The Apostle Paul says that in the 8th chapter of Romans. But now, this Holy Spirit that quickens the human spirit and brings light to him and causes him to come into contact with God the Father. God communicates with you by your Spirit. The Apostle Paul says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is God's Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. God doesn't bear witness with our bodies. He bears witness with our spirit. It is God's Spirit communicating with our spirit. So when Jesus was here on the earth, he made some statements. We'll get into these a little further along. He said, I have many things to say unto you, but you can't bear them now. Because even though he had walked and talked and taught the disciples face to face, they didn't understand what he said because they had not yet been born again. It makes a difference when you're born again. You see, Jesus said you must be born again if you're going to enter into the kingdom of God. These things are spiritually discerned, but he said you can't bear them now. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth has come, he will teach you all things. He will guide you into all truths. He will take of mine and show it unto you. So when we are born again, we have fellowship with the Father, have access to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then, of course, when we're born again, Jesus becomes our advocate and our intercessor. He also makes intercession for the unbeliever. There's no doubt about that. Now, let's notice that in the second chapter of 1 John, that he says he is our advocate. He is our intercessor. It is the same Greek word that's translated intercessor. He intercedes on our behalf, and that is one that takes up our case and pleads it before another. He is seated, the Bible tells us, at the right hand of the Father. And he's seated there until his enemies are made his footstool. 
In Exodus, the 32nd chapter, I want us to lay a little foundation to this because it'll give us a better understanding of... In fact, let's go to Genesis, the 18th chapter first, and we see that Abraham interceded in behalf of Lot and of Sodom and Gomorrah when God appeared to him in the 18th chapter. Verse 1, it says, The Lord appeared to him as he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the ground. Now, this is God coming with two angels, evidently of the Lord, coming with two angels to Abraham. And if you notice here, as you read on down, you find that Abraham said, we'll go fetch the fatted calf and we'll fix some things to eat. And God sat down and ate with him. Now, they had a little talk after that. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. It starts where God had already told him that I've come to go down and see if it's as I've heard with Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 23, And Abraham drew nigh and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. Be it far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now listen to what Abraham says before God. He says, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? He's pleading his case before God the Father. He is interceding on behalf of Lot and the city there. Now watch it as he goes on. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto thee, which am but dust and ashes, peradventure that there lack five of being fifty righteous. Will thou destroy the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find forty and five, I will not destroy it. Now, for the sake of time, we'll go right on and not go through this because it kind of gets monotonous if you just continue to go through it. But he kept coming down, coming down, till he got down to ten. And he said, Would you destroy it if you were to find ten? Verse 32, And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, but I will speak yet, but this once, peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Now here you get some idea of what the intercessor can do. Abraham is interceding, going to God in behalf of Sodom, which actually was very wicked. But this gives you an idea of what can happen when someone will intercede. Now you know the story that God sent the angels down there and they found that there was not even ten righteous in the city. I'm convinced if he'd have came on down to five, God would have spared the city for five. We need to understand something out of this. I think there's something prophetic here that we need to know. You hear the prophets of doom many times saying that, well, this nation's going to be destroyed. God's sending judgment on this nation because of the wicked that's in this nation. Well, now, just wait a minute. You reckon there's ten righteous in this nation? <laughs> Listen, we've got a hundred million. Thank you, brother. <laughs> we've got a hundred million 
Bible-toting, tongue-talking, full gospel people interceding for this nation. It's not going down the drain. God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. As long as we're in this nation, it will not go down the drain as we intercede for this nation. And don't you forget it. <laughs> Blessed be God forevermore. Now, you see, there's sometimes there's people that are more given to intercession than other people. Sometimes God uses some people in that area more than others. But we can all intercede in behalf of this nation. Just as Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't ever throw up your hands and say, we're just going to give up on this nation. Thank God. I'll tell you, intercessors can change the whole outcome of all that takes place in the next 20 years. And it has in the past. And it will. Well, we need to realize that we can change some things. You know, we've kind of sang some of those old unbelieving songs until we got to believe in their truth, you know. No, not today, what tomorrow may bring, shadows of sunshine or rain. Now, forgive me if I get your favorite song. <laughs> well, if you'll take your faith in the name of Jesus and intercede, you can change what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. Thank God. Then I got more good news for you. See, this was under the old covenant. How many of you know the new covenant's better than the old covenant? Anybody notice that? <laughs> Glory be to God. And thank God, under the old covenant, you see, they didn't have an intercessor, but we do under the new covenant. I mean, not the intercessor that we have. They had Abraham, which interceded, and some of the others did. There was some intercession under that old covenant, but it was not the kind of intercession that goes under the new covenant. Thank God that there is intercession today under the new covenant. Now, rather than to take the time to read in Exodus, the 32nd chapter, verse 9 through 13, you remember the story. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture where that God told Moses, said, if you just get out of the way, you see, they'd made this golden calf and began to worship this idol. And God said, Moses, if you just stand back, he said, I'll take care of this stiff-necked people and I'll just wipe them out and I'll make a great nation out of you. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this, but now, listen, this is essentially what Moses did. He stood up before God, and he just kind of walked between the people and God, and he said, no, you're not going to do that. <laughs> now, he's interceding on their behalf. He said, the heathen will say that God, that you led your people out into the wilderness and couldn't get them to the promised land, so you just killed them all in the wilderness. He said, no, you're not going to do that because of your promise that you made to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And the Bible says God repented of the punishment that he was planning to put upon those people. So Moses stood between and interceded on behalf of the children of Israel, and he stopped them from being destroyed. Well, this will give you just a general idea of what intercession can do when you intercede on one's behalf. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7216. It's entitled, Jesus, Our Intercessor. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Jesus, Our Intercessor. You know, so many times you hear people saying that they are intercessors. Well, they 
have a ministry of interceding, but Jesus is called our intercessor. And we pick up on why in Isaiah, the 59th chapter. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Then you come over to verse 13, says, In transgression and lying against the Lord, in departing away from God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering in the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backwards, justice standeth afar off, and truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and he was displeased that there was no judgment, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. This is important to understand. There was no intercessor in that day. But the scriptures tell us that Jesus is in heaven making intercession for us today. He is the intercessor. A lot of people intercede, but Jesus is the intercessor. Jesus, our intercessor, will give you insight into this and open some areas of understanding that you've probably not had. That's offer number 7216. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.